0: welcome to the tavern chat podcast i am your host eric tankar your bartender in the osr the main proprietor of the tankars tavern blog today i thought i would continue poking around the unearthed arcana yesterday uh i talked about pole arms and under pole arms you could probably where well, you could include lances and of course uh the cavalier is a mounted knight. Now, the cavalier class being introduced in our North Narthikana was, you know, I'm going to come back and complain about the bar- barbarian at a later point. Because both these classes use uh, like a metagame aspect to balance the class abilities. So in the case of the cavalier who gets things like an extra hit die, they're going to get 10 hit dice, Um, which is, you know, fairly powerful. The ability to start with, depending on our social class, uh, they'll be uh, well decked out. Um they don't get the new weapon specialization, but they get a weapon of choice, which is pretty much effectively weapon specialization because it allows them to attack as if they were five levels higher in regards to the number of attacks per round so that's basically weapon specialization uh but oh oh, and of course you screw up the whole thing because now paladins which before were holy fighters, are now holy cavaliers. Oh, and, and I, I should state, too, that I do believe that the hit dice for the cavalier are, are misstated, at least in my version of it. It says 12 hit dice uh, for hit points on the cavalier's table one, but when you have the table that shows every class of hit dice, It's 10. And I'm pretty sure it's meant to be 10. But, anyhow. I digress. Yes, they are great horsemen. Yada, yada, yada. They got a a lot of abilities, including parrying. But their their thing is that all these great abilities they're going to have, they're going to get men-at-arms pretty much at every fucking level. Uh, and, and, of course, they need high minimums in, in scores because they must have a minimum ability of 15 in strength, 15 in dexterity, 15 in constitution. Uh, okay. Now, that means they're guaranteeing uh, a AC adjustment of 1 and a hit point adjustment of one guaranteed because remember you're going to use character generation method five where you're guaranteed your, your minimum stats. Um, and, oh yeah, the other thing cause you can't talk about cavaliers if you don't talk about social status and since social status is something that was not in the game until this, um, you have to be of upper class social status to immediately enter into the Cavalier class. If you are a lower level, if you are lower social status, if you aren't part of the upper class, you have to go through pretty much two levels of zero level training. You're negative 1500 exp, uh, experience points. You start with D4 plus one hit points. You're Basically you're, you're a squire. Uh, that's, that's, that's what you are. You're, you're a squire. Adventuring on your own, all right. But here, I'm, I'm. I'm. All these wonderful abilities, uh, which includes being ninety percent immune to things like beguiling, charm, domination, hold, hypnosis, magic jar, possession, sleep, suggestion, psionic, mind blast, um. Yeah. And of course, I'm sure that carries over to the Paladin, which is now a subclass of Cavalier, although Cavalier is effectively really a fighter class. I don't get but in any case, as I'm bitching about the Cavalier, this is all the abilities that they get, all the followers that they get are balanced by their code. And this code is oh it, it's, it it takes decision out of the out of the player's hand in most situations as a result of the code and the desire for battle cavaliers cannot be controlled in cop try in battle situations they will charge any enemy in sight with the following order of preference Powerful monsters, dragons, demons, giants, serving enemy leaders, and then the leaders themselves. Now, opponent cavaliers of great renown, enemy flags, and standards. All right. Opponent cavalry of noble or elite status. Other opponent cavalry. Opponent elite footmen. Opponent camp and headquarters. Opponent melee troops. And last but not least levies, or peasants. The cavalier's charge will be made at full speed regardless of army cohesion, intervening friendly troops, and other such considerations. Now, throw that into it, and you're like, well, how does that go in in a, a dungeon environment? My ruling as a DM was, you can't control the cavalier. The cavalier is not Hang back and make intelligent decisions. Apparently, the cavalier whose int- minimum intelligence is ten—they're not retarded. Uh, apparently, the cavalier must go recklessly into combat all the time. So, why play a cavalier? Simple. Most people ignore these rules. See, when when you try to balance uh, in-game abilities that are positives for combat and such, and you try to balance them with uh, restrictions on how they socialize or on decision-making or on, to some extent, even alignment. A lot of this stuff gets ignored. I mean, people... See the bonuses that they want to see. They don't see the negatives, especially when they are in two different categories combat, role play. Combat, role play. If you're putting restrictions on my role play, guess what? I'm going to do my best to uh, work my way around that. It's human nature, and your players aren't stupid. You know, we talk about rules layering. Well, to be honest, uh, the DM's guide is a guide. I'm going to make a reference to uh, real life, what I was told in the police academy back in 96. It's a patrol guide that we follow. It is guidelines, but it isn't necessarily... Hard and fast rules. A lot of stuff gets adjusted to the situation at hand because uh, you can't always take into account every possibility that's going to come up, although they sure as hell try, and that book got bigger and bigger as my career went on as more and more people fucked up. Therefore, more guide guidelines. Here, you're telling people, role-play this out is your restriction, but here's what your combat bonus is. Here's what your high score is. Here's, here's the excellent armor that you start out with. Here's all these troops that <laughs> to follow you for the fucking sake of it, because you're awesome. Uh, and we're here. Role play this out. Now, if you're a weak DM, and when I say a weak DM, uh, I'm not, and I'm really, I don't mean this in, in, in the way that you're going to think I'm meaning it, or maybe you, maybe you are. Excuse that. But, uh, You will, if you're a weak DM, you're not going to keep on top of the penalties that are not necessarily in game in combat. So, uh, that's one of my problems. Well, that's my huge problem with the Cavalier class. It's a combat machine balanced out by role play restrictions. And that doesn't always work as well as you might think. Now, the Paladin becomes, um, again, a subclass of your Cavalier. But in addition to the 15 or better in Strength, Dexterity, and Constitution, um, they need a wisdom score of at least 13. And a Charisma score of 17. Uh, If you're trying to roll this character under any method but five, you're not going to roll it now. You know, so, and and here's the issue that we had. Um, If you already had a Paladin in game, did you recon it? we actually treated it that there were two different paladins or two different paladin classes you had the the class that was a subclass of the fighter and then you had the class that was subclass of the cavalier and people who wanted to play the paladin pretty much would rather be a pure paladin because let's see if you were a stronger dm you I had all the Paladin restrictions on top of all the Cavalier restrictions. And, and there was a lot of stuff where, you know, a Paladin would be like, well, I'm supposed to charge and kill, but as a Paladin, I should be doing something that's more lawful and good. You know, I don't know. I did not like Cavaliers at all. Of course, Cavaliers also gave us. Field plate and plate armor. Uh, if you remember right, plate armor without shield was AC3, field plate uh, was AC2 without a shield, and plate armor was AC1. Also, you had better movement, and I believe that there was some damage absorption, although I maybe that's just how we uh played it so. Yeah, that's a bit of my rant on the cavalier or the chevalier. Uh, I think that's how the French would uh, pronounce it. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, I, I I truly suspect that I'm gonna, one of the things I'm going to delve in next on the unearthed earth is uh, probably going to be the barbarian class. Because, yeah, we had a... Uh, talk about unbalanced classes and anti-social classes, but uh, but 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 you know, uh, if a class is required to destroy magic items as opposed to own them to get XP, then potions are a very easy thing to get XP and get just your party manage it. But I digress. I'll touch on that later. Uh it's another scorcher here in in New York City. I don't think it's gonna uh, it like temperature's gonna break or start breaking until Wednesday. I think already it's 88, 89 on my back porch in the shade and it's uh nine ten. Yeah. Joy of joys. <sighs> Alright, folks, I'm already sweating because I had to turn the AC off so you wouldn't hear it in the background. And Of course, my phone rings. I forgot to turn that off. Stay safe. Stay cool. God bless. Uh, roll your dice well. Thank you for stopping by. If you get a chance, if you're listening on iTunes, if you can stop in, in, in iTunes and leave a, leave a review. We have two nice reviews so far. Solid five stars, but we need more if we're going to uh, expand our audience, which is always a good thing. So, all right, folks, I've kept you long enough today. I will talk with you all tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow's Tuesday. That's right. Kickstarted. Mm-hmm. should be fun. All right. Bye-bye.